Thank you so much for tuning in to the Spiro Avenue Show. You could follow us on social media at Spiro Avenue on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also watch our full episodes and clips and highlights on YouTube. And we would appreciate it if you could hit that subscribe button for us. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy. Oh, welcome back, Jordan Hall. It's great to have you, man. Glad to be back. Your uh, your second appearance, your first solo appearance, a uh, very short notice. I you know I was going through what I wanted to talk about. I'm like I'm a little overdue for an actual Michigan State football non coaching search show. I'm like I got to go to one of my favorite guys. I appreciate you being here, man. Of course. So look, there's a lot of places I want to go. I'm going to try to be efficient and kind of rip through here. So I think I want to get the stuff that's going to make you uncomfortable out of the way. You're the most humble, uh, sort of unassuming player maybe I, I think I've had in here. You were cringing at my praise a little bit before the show. You, you didn't even want to talk about it. So I'm going to get it out of the way. All right. Your your individual performance this year, I've probably been your harshest critic on Twitter, right, Ben? Uh, show some of my work uh, on Twitter so far on, on Jordan Hall. So I got Jordan Hall in 2024 winning the Buckus Award for Best Linebacker of the Year. I got you as N'Kobe Dean next year. <laughs> I was asking the world, how is Jordan Hall a true freshman, yet he's constantly involved in exclusively good things? Look, yes, I'm a big fan of yours, but that's what everybody's saying. Everyone mm. is blown away by your polish and how, how well you've adapted and how quickly you've adapted, even with high expectations for you coming in, decorated recruit, respected kid, and multi-time captain at the IMG Academy. All right, what do you make your year just individually? We'll get to the team later. Are you happy with where your individual game is right now? Um, happy, yes. Not satisfied. Um, you know, we have more games to go. Um, each week, I feel like I've been doing my best to try to get better um, and kind of just focusing on that. Uh, kind of like you said, I don't try to pay attention too much uh, online about, you know, what some people have to say, whether that's good or bad. Just try to come in each week and get better. Yeah, it was funny, like for the audience who obviously wasn't sitting here, I was throwing some of like the praise that, you know, pro football focus has had on you. And you were just like, dude, talk about anything else. And that's why I think you're uh, resonant as a leader for a lot of people. You know, and for those that don't know, pro football focus had Jordan recently as the fifth best freshman, irrespective of position in the entire country, like the fifth best freshman in the country, all positions combined. So, I mean, the the type of season that you're having individually and what kind of tape you're putting out there again even with the high expectations exceeded it i know you had high expectations going in and we talked about it in the off season before your first game was a little bit of you just uh, you know can i play at this level at all going in did you have some nerves were you surprised at how well you've played where's your sort of head at on that um i wouldn't say i was really surprised you know i uh i've uh, i'm confident in my abilities um to to go out there and compete with the best players in the country and that was my mindset going into the season it's still that mindset so as far as the, the team goes obviously everyone knows what's going on we don't have to, to give the blow by blow and uh, you guys had a, had a tough break and a tough hand dealt to you particularly the players and the support staff and the staff there just a little bit on harlan barnett who's you know lifetime spartan and is beloved in the program seemingly universally what do you make of how he's handled this and the challenge being thrust upon him unexpectedly what do you make of harlan I think um, he's an amazing coach, and I don't think that I know anybody else who could have been thrown in that position and excel as well as he has. And I know that um, our record might not show that, but he's 
done the most important thing, which was keep us together. And, you know, I was so happy for him last week when we were able to get him his first win. And just like kind of like you said before, um, we got on here was it was like a weight lifted off everyone's shoulder. You know, we were um, expecting to get that win a little bit sooner. Uh, but the but the fact that we got it meant a lot to us and, and the program. And I, I think the fans also. Was it when you're going through that transition, which was, I presume, you know, as abrupt for you guys as it was for the fan base, where suddenly your coach is gone. Like, was that disorienting in a way you had to have felt like your head was spinning that week going into the Washington game? What was that like for you? Um. I wouldn't say head spinning is the right term because, you know, we didn't know anything about it. Like after um, because I think it was Richmond, we played that Saturday before Um, we had saw news about it Saturday night, um, but we didn't know how true or false that was. And then Sunday we had a meeting and we kind of just, you know, sat down and we're like, we can't harp on whatever's going on too long. You know, we got to get ready for our, our toughest opponent that we've played so far this year. So. Um, it was a brief meeting, just kind of trying to get everybody to just stay focused on the game that we had to play that week. So when you were in studio with Tunisia, I think it was like middle of summer, a couple months before the year, you and I were both going back and forth, you know, praising Mel Tucker. And I still have his painting on the wall. It's kind of more camp now <laughs> than anything else. But uh, like, is your, is your perception in that moment when you're, you're sitting in your apartment or dorm or whatever in East Lansing, and you, you hear the news and the start, stuff starts to trickle out. Did you feel betrayed at all that this guy who, you know, you had so much faith in, we had talked months earlier, you know, had brought you here. You just got here. You're two games into your career. Did you feel betrayed by what happened there at all? Um, no, I mean, I, I, I chose to come here. Unfortunately, things didn't uh, go the way I think anybody planned, but I don't think betrayed is the right word. You know, I signed up. Uh, to be a Spartan, and whether we are three and six or nine and zero, oh, you know that's what I signed up for. Um, unfortunately, things didn't go the way um, anybody planned, but um, I'm all here for it. We got um, more games to be played. That's all I'm really worried about. Your team seems really together. I know you mentioned that as a credit to Harlan Barnett. It, you guys seem like you're the most bonded, the least bickering group of guys that are going through a tough season. I mean, is that is that sort of accurate behind closed doors. That's how it comes off as TV. There's not a lot of finger pointing or yelling at, on the sidelines. Is that fair? Um, yeah, that's that's how we are all the time, not just on TV. I think um, people come closer together when they experience things that are that are unusual. And I mean, that's a testimony to what we're, we're going through. You know, we've had a lot of struggles early off in the season, but each week uh, we're bonding more. We've, uh, I mean, we've had some people um, step out on us, but the people that are here, they want to win. And um, we're all a family uh, looking to do that each week. So what was your first conversation with Harlan Barnett and the team? What was that first address like in the wake of that, you know, post Richmond before right when the news drops? Tell me about the first sort of gathering and what that was like. Um, Kind of like I was saying before, he kind of just addressed the situation, let us know the, the role he was stepping into. Um, we didn't, we felt like he was the best person to be put in that position at the time. And it was, like I said, it was brief and we were just focused on, uh, preparing the next week for Washington. So you're, you're going to solve the mystery here because people don't understand like what, what exactly is Mark D'Antonio's role? Obviously beloved figure. I'm a, the biggest D'Antonio fan. Mm-hmm. Is he just there to kind of be a, you know, bounce like sounding board for Harlan Barnett to bounce things off of? Or like, what, what is his 
roll week to week. You know, his me and, uh, and his interactions with my position isn't much, but kind of like they were saying his role is before, it's kind of like a consultant, um, not just for Coach Barnett, but, you know, the rest of the coaches. He comes to, you know, all of our travel games. He's he's kind of been that consultant for, for the team. Okay, so he he has, like, addressed you guys at some point along the way. He's not just, like, sitting in an office. Like, he has some kind of hands-on role. Yeah, he, yeah, he is. He's, he's hands-on he's for sure. Yeah, he's uh, he's a legend in his own right up there. And, yeah, I can't I couldn't pin down, like, what exactly he does. It does seem to be more like advisory role. And I think that's all he really wants to do. I, I think it's good to have him there, though, just as a presence. Is that fair? Yeah, I would say that. You know, I um, he was here previously. I never I, – I didn't meet him until – um, he came in and stepped in in the role that he's in now. But um, we've had uh, many conversations, and his, his role has, has helped us um, throughout the weeks he's been here. So when, when you were here with Tunisia, you talked about you know, your, your teammate JJ's talking about winning the Big Ten, and you're in the weight room, and that's the rallying cry. And you, know, you got off to your 2-0 and start, and like you kind of took care of business early. Obviously, we know what happened with Tucker. We just hit on it. Is, is there a a challenge there when you're going in, you have this goal to win the Big Ten, and not only are you not winning the Big Ten, but like you're going through a tough season as a team. How do you stay involved and stay engaged? Is, is that a challenge for you? Uh, no, not at all. And I think I speak for the whole team when I say that. Uh, we still have games to be played. Um, there's still, we have, uh, uh, the rest of our schedule is pretty tough that we have to, to go up against, and we're prepared each game to, to go in and excel no matter what our record is. We could have lost the first two games and, and be in the spot right now, and uh, we'd still prepare and still have the same excitement going into Ohio State this week. What's, what's the big challenge with the Buckeyes on Saturday? I mean, obviously we know they're a phenomenal team. You're on the road. When you watch the film this week, what, what, what stands out to you? Why are they so good? Uh, you know, uh, they're, they're well coached. They have uh, really good players that are disciplined. Um, we've seen that a lot on film. They're just a really good team. They, 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 uh, they play, they play well together and they're very well disciplined. I know you haven't been on the field against Ohio state yet. That's coming up in two days, but having watched the film and, and scouting them and preparing for them and having done the same for Michigan and played them, who's kind of the better team to you? Do you think like, how do you handicap that matchup? I'm, I'm fascinated by that. We are. Michigan State is the is the better team, but both of those teams are really great teams. Yeah. Um, uh, you know when they when those two go up against each other, um, it'll be a good game to watch. But you know we're the we're the better team. You think I so? I, I feel I they feel might that. push back on that. That's okay. <laughs> they can they can feel that way. It's okay. Yeah, that's that's that that might be a tough one to get through the the committee <laughs> there. I don't know. I, I like the attitude, but the like the whole. I want to just touch on it briefly because you could do the deep dive on the Michigan thing. You know, you, you found out, I'm sure, at the same time we all did, and you have them, you know, coming up to you, the Big Ten offering to skip the game or whatever. What is your reaction? What do you make of the Big Ten, you know, scandal with Michigan and the sign stealing? Were you mad? Didn't care? What's your take? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I think probably stuff like that happens oftentimes than not. It's not really my place to kind of, you know, put my input on what I thought before the game. Never played um, Michigan before. Didn't have any connections um, deeply with them. So that was really my mindset before the game. Just 
wasn't even too worried about it. Just went in with the same mindset I had previous weeks before that. Uh, we know the conference offered you guys the opportunity to skip the game. And, you know, that was communicated to Alan Howell, your athletic director. Was that ever brought up to you guys? Like, were you gathered in a room? Hey, players, do you want to play? Like, was that a conversation at any point? <laughs> no, no. We uh, we knew we wanted to play this game, especially with, uh, after um, last year. So that was never something that was uh, brought to our attention. I didn't even know about it until after the game. So. It wasn't something we were worried okay. about. Yeah. So it was not. It was not thrown to you. It wasn't your call, basically. It was, no, it was yeah. not. Yeah. Okay, because I, I mean, it's well. I think Howard even admitted. I mean, that's they gave him the option. So yeah, and the players are always going to choose to play. That's kind of a no brainer. Right. What What was it like on the field for that game? Was it chippy? I mean, it, what was it like for you in your first experience there? Um, honestly, it wasn't anything more than um than what I thought it was going to be. I mean, it was a, uh, they're a great team. Uh, wasn't too chippy. It was a little chippy early, um, but you know that's just that's just football, and you're gonna have players like that no matter who you go up against. So, but oh, it was a great experience. You know, the um, I've never been a part of a game like that, um, like actually being on the field and and seeing um, Spartan Stadium field was a one in a lifetime experience for me. You liked the the black uniforms, you said. Yeah, they were yeah they were cool. I prefer the all all white, but the black ones are are yeah. close second for sure. Yeah, I, I'm with you. The stormtroopers are, are the way to go for <laughs> sure. So your I think your future is arguably the most interesting topic, maybe tied with the quarterback situation. And you know, is it going to be Hauser, Levitt, one of them staying, both staying? So you're kind of tied on the defensive side. You're the clear cut number one object of fascination. My friend Matt Sheehan, who's fantastic show lockdown spartans is a, a must watch he's been a big fan of yours for a while and he's spartan i think has to be and he's opined on this and, and made an open plea to you recently i want ben to play that for us i don't know if you caught this but uh, this is matt sheehan making his pitch to jordan hall jordan hall is just amazing i and i mean god as far as Praying that guy's stay goes, uh, Jordan Hall has to be at the top of that list. I mean, that is a guy that you can build a foundation around on defense. And not just on the field play, but just leadership as well. I mean, this was a guy that was a multi-year captain at IMG Academy for a reason. And we are seeing it play out here in East Lansing. So, Jordan Hall, if you're listening, I know you never miss an episode of Lockdown Spartans. Please come back. We're begging you. Are you coming back? Are you staying here? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm here right now. You know, that's I'm focused on these these next few games, and uh, that's that's what I'm worried about right now. I I came here to be a Spartan, and that's what I am. Yeah. So you're you can be contacted now, though, right? Like, were you getting a lot of calls uh, when that that window opened when your coach left? Uh, I couldn't tell you if I was. I was so focused on the games that we had played. Uh, I can say that I haven't talked to any coaches since. Um, I've been here, just been focused on uh, the opponents that we have that week. What what weighs into that decision? Because ultimately, you're gonna have you you'll be able to go wherever you want. I mean, if if that comes up, what do you weigh there? Like, what do you need to see at Michigan State to say I'm gonna stay here? I committed here. I want to be here, you know, and rebuff other offers. Like, what are you looking for? Um, honestly, right now, I mean, we we don't know how our, our coaching situation is gonna pan out. Um, you know, I, I like how Coach Barnett coaches, but ultimately, um, just gonna have to, you know, see how things uh, wound up in the off season. But like I said, you know, I signed up to be a Spartan, so it's gonna you know, take a lot to pull me away from here. And so basically, it, it depends on the coaching hire, which no one really knows where that's going yet. Although that's a, I famously have some 
strong theories on that based on uh, myriad evidence. Are you any aware of the the Urban Meyer chatter and the, the <laughs> giant flag that's over your shoulder there and on the desk? Here? Has that crossed your ether at all? No, I, I mean I see stuff, um, you know, Barstool, MSU posts and stuff like that, but uh, I haven't heard anything more than what I've seen on social media of jokes and stuff about you know him coming here and offers and stuff like that. No, so. It's not a joke now. Come on, it's a yeah. serious movement that you're uh, you're talking about. Yeah. But let's just let's just pretend that it's it's real. You know, let's say you don't believe it, but you, or you don't know anything about it. But let's pretend a, a guy like that. Does that help you? A guy with that cachet, he's, you know, the best or second best coach of all time by every metric. Does that help your decision to stay the opportunity to play for somebody like that well um my decision right now um is to stay you know like i said i'm fishing up the season you know i've never had a um a conversation with urban mob before in my life uh but i do know that he's a really good coach um but like i say you know, i also think that coach barnett is a good coach and i think you know under uh his circumstances of what um of what he wants his team to look like. I feel like this season doesn't look the way um, that it does. But uh, I have nothing, you know, to say good or bad about um, Coach uh, Urban Meyer. You know, I've never talked to him before, but I do know that he's a really good coach. Yeah, phenomenal. I, I'm I'm rooting for it, so sort of uh, with, without shame. And, you know, I think everybody wants Harlan to stick around. I mean, that's the thing. No one is like, get Harlan out of here. He's, he's one of the five or six most beloved like coaching figures across all the sports combined in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. Everybody loves, he's one of those guys, like even, even coaches that people like, like even D'Antonio, who you're never, never going to hear me say a bad word, but yet some people thought he was a little you know rough around the edges and a little gruff. No one says a bad word about Harlan Barnett. He's mm -hmm. the most universally beloved figure up there. Like him and Izzo. So. Yeah. He's, and uh, I, I think, you know, he has a place on that campus and on any coaching staff because he's, you know, good hell of a coach and he's so beloved up there. I, I think the, the coaching hire will be fascinating to see where they go and with the search here. And, um, you know, it's, it's, you're very compartmentalized and tunnel vision with everything. Like you didn't even know how well you were playing according to like PFF. And I think it's just fascinating that like the fans are more kind of like enthralled with the stuff than, than you are. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the way you have to go about it. You know, if you try to harp on too much about how good you're playing or even how bad you're playing, you'll never be able to, you know, take the right steps to be where you really want to be at. I, I felt like one of the sort of subplots with, you know, the season obviously not going the way you wanted to was the abrupt SD4L pullout, you know, the NIL fund. And it's more like a pause and a, a cessation of it. What was the story there? I the report was that you guys landed in Iowa and they told you like as you're walking off the tarmac, like what, how did that go down? Uh yeah, I mean we got to the to the hotel. Um on the way there, Coach Barnett got a call. Um uh, when we got back to the hotel, he called a team meeting and uh and told um the guys who were who were on it that um that they've, you know, uh, decided to kind of um pause that for the for the time being. So was that something that would, were you angry? Were you kind of like, oh, whatever, moving on to the game or what? Like yeah, we had a, we had a game in, in 10 hours um, prior to that. So that's all that I was focused on. I said, you know, okay, I'll uh, worry about that uh, after. But I was, before the game, I was just focused on Iowa. Did they, did they explain to you like, hey, this is a pause and it's going to pick back up or like, what, how was it left? Um. Kind of, kind of that, you know, they were just saying because of the uncertainty of everything, um, kind of just put a, um, a pause on it for the time being.
So back like just to the team and the the less like salacious stuff. I'm I'm just fascinated by the Michigan State experience that you're having, and you know you're from Virginia. It's, it gets cold there sometimes, but like just the whole East Lansing experience. Like what what have you made of that? Like living there, the campus, the you know the people up there. What is it like for you? No, it's been amazing. I've I've met a lot of great people. Um, have I've joined uh, AIA Athletes in Action. It's a, um, a Christian kind of worship group. I go. It's every Tuesday. Um, I've met so many amazing people through there. Um, and just with my time, just just being on campus longer, I've been able to just build relationships with with people and. Um, not even in ways that benefit me, but just me just getting to know people that um, I probably would have never met uh, in another decision. So what's, what's it been like for the coaches? You know, we talked about Harlan Barnett, like, for example, Scotty Hazleton, who, I mean, full disclosure, I'm friends with his wife and, you know, know Scotty. Mm -hmm. But I, t I told Brooke, uh, Scotty's wife, that you were, you were coming in tonight and she's like, oh, he's, he's my favorite. He's one of my favorites. <laughs> he's just such a a treasured member of uh, the Michigan State family. and But, like, they've been put in sort of a, a tough situation, too. Right. Obviously, I think my my heart mostly goes out to the players because you're not, you know, getting paid you know, six and seven figures to, to do this stuff. But, you know, the coaches are in this weird spot, too, where they were planning to be here and they've uprooted their families and have kids here. Have you seen that wear on them? What has it been like for them that you've observed? Uh, no. Uh, each week um, from – Richmond and Central Michigan to right now preparing for Ohio State. They've had the same energy um, each day from from all of our coaching staff. They love football and they love us, and it shows week in and week out. So yeah, Scotty Hazelton. Scott, I was told by a couple people up there, he's you wouldn't even be able to tell anything happened. Like he he's very just kind of about his business. Yeah, he is. He's the first one in, the last one to leave. He uh, he keeps up in uh, in the in the linebacker room for sure. And he's been like that since since camp, uh, really since spring ball camp, and until now he's always been level headed in that way. Well, do you think the criticism of him is is fair? Because I I've been defending him for a couple of years now. I, I what do you make of him as a coordinator, as a coach? Do you think the the fans fire is is warranted? Does he get a bad rap? What's your take? Um, I came here. He was a big reason on why I came here. I think he's one of the. Uh, the best coaches that I've ever been around. Um, just the way he he's able to uh, translate information to to us um, and execute that. And I know that um, we've had you know a rough couple of games, but you know you, all of that stuff. I know it's he he he'll take the blame for it for it because you know it's a coach what he's supposed to do. But um, not everything not everything falls on him. Uh, some of the stuff is on us as players. Um, but no, I think he's he's one of the best coaches I've ever been around. I, I want to talk just a little bit more. I know we hit it earlier on Ohio State and, and the discussions there. And this will be your first time, you know, going into that venue. And it's quite famous. You're, you're in a position where, you know, you played Washington. That was a lot of mitigating circumstances, but the score was what it was. Obviously, the Michigan score was what it was. Is there a challenge there to build yourself up? It's like the last two teams that kind of were in that top 10 mold, we were out of the game at halftime. Like, how do you get up for that? Is it just an inherent competitor thing? Like, is that is that a tough thing to do when it, when you've run into a couple, you know, buzz saws? Frankly, with some great teams so far. Uh, no, not at all. Uh, we wake up every Saturday, um, ready to play, no matter who the opponent is. You know, the uh, we played Washington and and Michigan, both really good teams. Um, Ohio State is also another really good team. 
Um, we're going to, you know, finish the rest of the week off preparing for them and uh, come in there with the same men's mindset that we have every week was just uh, execute and come out with the win. So what, what was what was Penix like? What it's like? What, what's it like trying to defend Michael Penix? He just is so unbelievable on, on film. Yeah, no, he's a really good quarterback. Um, he um, had a lot of. Uh, of passes that uh, you didn't expect to be made. Um, you know, he airs the ball out really well, puts it in really good spots that are hard to defend. I uh, know I got my hand on one of them, um, which ended up being a, a touchdown, which kind of hurt my soul. But, um, you know, he's a, he's a really good quarterback. Um, excited to see how the rest of his season will pan out. What do you, what do you make of J.J. McCarthy? Uh, great. I mean, I have nothing. I know I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to say bad things about no, him. No, you're not. He's, he's a, a hell of a player. He's a, he's yeah, a, <laughs> yeah a, you're not supposed to say anything. Yeah. No, but no, he's, uh, I, I don't have anything bad to say about him. You know, he, um, we played together my sophomore year at IMG. Um, that's kind of when our, uh, relationship started. And, um, I did see the clip where, um, you know, me and him were the only two players to kind of come up to each other after the game. That kind of just speaks um to to our relationship but i have nothing bad to say about him he's a great quarterback um i like the way he plays you know i've always been a fan of his since we played together in high school so so your your last couple of games here what are your goals i mean obviously you want to win every game is there something you're you guys are talking about as a team what, what's the mentality going down the stretch here um you know we're we we still have goals that we're we're trying to achieve you know um a lot of people have you know uh kind of counted out um us in terms of what we're capable of, but we know that um, we're capable of much more than maybe what some people would assume. Um, you know, I feel like we showed that last week. You know, we had a, a close game, whereas previously um, we kind of had a hard time, you know, finishing those close games. Like you were saying before, um, close game in Iowa, you know, Rutgers, we gave up a lead. Um, but at the end of the day, we were still able, we were still in positions to to win those games where we, where we weren't able to do so. Uh, but last week we were able to, um, you know, you know, fight back and combat Nebraska with what they had. But uh, that's kind of what our goal is, you know, trying to show people who might not believe in us and the things that we're capable of that we can do those things. I mean, I know you're seemingly oblivious to it, but I, I just I have to say, and I touched on it a little bit before the show. And I'm 36, and I've been a Michigan State fan since I was old enough to pay attention and watch TV. So I've been watching this program forever, you know, 30 mm -hmm. years where I was coherent. <laughs> I think you're the best defensive freshman I've ever seen at the program. And I, I think you're, you're at such a – I can't think of anybody at your level where, you know, you were one of the best players in the country for underclassmen, uh, regardless of position. I, I just I, I think it's it's interesting to see what you do next. And I'm, I'm not going to press you anymore on the transferring thing, but I, I think you do have an opportunity here. And maybe this is my pitch to you unintentionally, but you have an opportunity here to be a Michigan State legend if, if you stay. And I understand, you know, you should do and you should do whatever's best for you more than the program. But I, does it weigh on you at all like that? You're are you cognizant at all of what you've done here in your freshman year i mean are you totally oblivious like you you're rated one of the best players in the country <laughs> among underclassmen is that does that resonate at all with you um well i appreciate that uh first and foremost but um i i see some of the stuff but i i don't i i feel i haven't done anything yet you know i've i've made a couple tackles a couple sacks um that's nothing more than what um 
Cal has done or Brule has done, if not better. Um, you know, things that I've learned, I've gotten from from those two, you know, Jacoby before his injury and even after his injury, you know, uh, learning from those guys and, and Coach Hayes is what's really put me in the position to um, to kind of receive all the acknowledgement I've been getting. Uh, yeah, I mean, for anyone that is paying attention, you know, they would already know. But for those that haven't paid close attention, I mean, Jordan is at such a level where I, I have not seen that in my lifetime for a true freshman defensive player. Typically, you get those freshmen pop in more on the offensive side of the ball. It's just it's an easier trans, uh, transition. Uh, but for a linebacker, true freshman to be at, at your level is so impressive and, and rare for any school, but especially, you know, Michigan State, we haven't seen a lot at that level. Speaking of Jacoby, how is how is Jacoby? I felt so bad for that. It was, it was like the nicest guy. Him and Kenneth yeah. Walker, the two, no offense. Mm. We're like the two nice, you're up there. The two <laughs> nicest guys to ever come through here. Uh-huh. I, I felt so bad for him when he went down. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I did too. Like he's he's like one of my big brothers. I know they're all my brothers, but he he was like my my big brother. Um and, and still is, you know. We, um seeing him go down and try to fight through. We know we, we all wanted um him to fight through, but at the end of the day, he has to do what's, what's best for him and, and his injury. Um, but yeah, it really sucked to to see him go down. But he's he's kind of stepped into that role of of being that 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 captain that he still is. Although he might not walk out on the field um, with us, he's still finding ways to be of support to the players that are. Is he? I mean, I think he can get a waiver. Is he indicated whether he wants to play anymore uh, at Michigan State or at the college level in general? Uh, we haven't talked too much about it, but you know that's. Uh, that's a conversation you and him are going to have to have later on. Oh, I'll, I'll be selling him hard. I, <laughs> I loved his game. He was so fun last year. And I, he's, he's a high-impact guy. And, you know, he was put in some tough spots with the injuries. You know, Snow and Henderson are down last year. I know you weren't here. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they were moving him all over the place. And he was going from, like, a pass rush role to a more coverage. And yeah. they had him all over the place, similar to you, where, you know, he's so versatile. I'm hoping he comes back as, like, a, a, a super-duper senior. And what, mm-hmm. a, what a shame what happened to him. I want to, I'll kind of wrap on this probably, unless it depends where you go with it. Okay. But, but I have to ask about my man, Darian Harris, because I always, I always bring him up when I got a, a player in here. Mm. He's my pick for whenever Alan Howard wants to leave. I'm not like pushing him out. Uh-huh. I want him to be AD one day and then maybe even president of the university. I'm such a Darian guy. And I was told by a player up there uh, this year, a current player, one of your teammates, that, that Darian was the best guy you could possibly have up there with the chaos going on. He mentioned Harlan as well, but he said Darian has been such a good resource for the team and such a steady force and, and calming presence. Is that an accurate description? What's it like having that guy up there during this oh. you know, chaotic season? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he, he played here. Um, he had a, a closer role with our team previous in the spring, but um, the role that he's in now, he's even more of a resource for us. He, he can relate to us. And, um, you know, um, Alan Haller's doing a, a great job with, you know, the kind of the hand he's been dealt. But, you know, I think uh, Darian is also has the capabilities of doing a really good job. Um, he's been a good resource to me while I've been here. Always been somebody that um, I, I can consult with with my time being here. You know, I'm glad he's he's uh, in the position that he's in. So you got a lot of good people in your life, man. You're, you're the only player on the team, maybe any team ever at Michigan State, where your parent is more famous than you, even though, <laughs> even though you're one of the best players on the team. Yeah. Mama Hall, I think you guys are going to be viewed as a package deal in this effort to retain you. And I know you're brushing it off, and I get it. That, uh, you're smart. I would be changing the subject too. <laughs> but 
if Maba Hall transfers with you, that's that might, <laughs> like we 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 kind of have to keep at least one of you. And I don't okay. think she, I don't think she's going to leave us. But okay, you can okay. we? Is there a way to retain Maba Hall even if you do? Leave Michigan State and break our hearts. Uh, I, my mom are gonna go wherever I go, but right now, right now we're both here. Right now we'll be we're both being uh, Columbus on Saturday. I, so. I'm gonna work on her then. I, I think if I I think I can get to you through her because <laughs> what is she gonna do with her shoe collection? Is Ryan Duke's gonna make her? You know some like LSU shoes. I, it's, I'm gonna cry thinking about it. We gotta keep. We gotta keep both of you. <laughs> yeah, I mean she'll she'll be wearing them the next three games. You know that's uh, that's she, what we're focused on. You said she's missed one game, right? She's missed two. She couldn't two. make it to uh, Iowa or Minnesota, a little far out. But every home game she's been there, um, and most of the away games she's been there. So she's my she's my number one fan for sure. Is she been a source for you of of, of comfort? You know, in the, the chaos and the unexpected stuff. Like, do you, what is what does she tell you? Um. You know, kind of just been like, we, I try not to, honestly, with anybody, I just, I, the stuff that's been going on, I've tried not to acknowledge it too much, just try to focus on football. But, you know, she's always expressed how, you know, if I ever um, need to consult with her with anything, you know, she's always there. Um, she's always willing to, to give me those hugs when I need them. So um, that's kind of where our, our, our relationship is and handling it that way. I appreciate you, Jordan. I promised as a condition of you coming here, that this would be one of my shortest shows ever because you got a trip to Columbus tomorrow we do, we do. and you got a long drive. So I'm going to keep my word and get you the hell out of here. <laughs> drive safe. You had a long trip and uh, we'll, we'll get you back when you're not going to a big road game in, in 12 hours next time. But <laughs> sounds uh, good. Yep. You got a long trip and I appreciate you being here. And, you know, I, I've probably said it four times now, but so much uh, joy watching you play football, man. You just you got such an enjoyable um approach to the game and your mentality and, and how versatile you are you're just an absolute joy to watch as a Michigan State fan and I know everyone is rooting for you to stay here but at the same time rooting for you as a person and the great guy that you are and, and your mom is like we said so beloved in the fan base so uh, we do hope you stay and we'll certainly be pitching you and twisting your arm <laughs> and your mom's as well but uh, continued success to you wherever you end up and hopefully it's here um, just it's it's been a pleasure watching you play. It really has. I appreciate that. I'm, gl I'm glad to be here. Truly, uh, Jordan Hall. Appreciate you. He's hopping on. Was it? Is that a bus that you're going on tomorrow? Uh, for a little bit, yeah. We're gonna take that flight over there. But oh, okay, yeah. you're, okay, you're flying. Okay, yeah. So taking the flight to Columbus and uh, had a good time there in 2015. Hopefully, you guys can shock the world again. Uh, safe trip to you guys and and good luck on Saturday. Yes, sir. Thank uh, you, Jordan Hall. One of the best Michigan State defensive underclassmen in the history of the program, at least in my lifetime. Uh, real pleasure to have him, and it was cool having him here in the offseason before he got rolling, and now that he's uh, he's killing it on the field, just a, a joy to watch. Ben, appreciate you. Uh, we know we're at where we're at with the Urban Meyer thing. I'm going to keep pressing it. I'm going to get in Jordan's ear the second the camera cuts out, and <laughs> I'm going to tell him all the, the wonders that Urban Meyer is going to bring to the program. And uh, maybe that'll help them stay because nobody leaves Urban Meyer. That uh, you'd be you'd be on a short list of guys that have done that. Uh, ben, love you, Eric at home. Boxers on the couch, love you, man. I uh, will see you next time. See you, Evans.